You are listening to The Catholic Wire. Welcome to another delivery of the stories of the young man. And we're following the life of Michael Magone. But in the chapter 5, St. John Bosco takes a break from telling us of his story. And he wants to address uh, youth. He wants to address uh, a few words to the young man, his friends. And so in today's chapter, we're going to listen to the words that St. John Bosco said, and would have said, I could say, to young men. We're just going to adapt a little bit the language, but it's basically what you find in the chapter 5 of the life of Michael Magone, written by him. The sorrows and anxieties of young Magone on the one side, and the resolved manner in which he fixed the sad state of his soul. Give me the moment, a chance, my dear friends, to offer to you a few reflections, a few advice, that I consider very useful for your souls. Take this as a sign of affection from a friend that ardently desires your salvation. Above all, I beg you, put the uttermost care not to fall into sin. And if by a misfortune you were to fall into one, do not listen to the devil when he tempts you, trying to make you hide it from confession. Consider that the confessor has received from God the power to forgive all of your sins, whatever is their number, whatever is their, their, their kind. The graver your sins are, the greater the joy, the happiness that the confessor will have, because he knows the divine mercy is infinite, and he knows that through him God grants you the pardon and he applies the merits the infinite merits of the precious blood of Jesus Christ upon your soul. It's like the priest washes away your soul with this precious blood of our Lord. Young man, remember that the confessor is a father. He is a father that wishes ardently to do every good possible to you and to take you away from all kinds of evil. Don't be afraid that you will lose his good esteem. Don't be afraid that he will think less of you, that he will think badly of you when you tell him your sins. He will not. Don't be afraid that he will reveal to others your sins or what you have said, or even that he will use that information in any way, because the confessor will not buy all the gold that there is in the world. If they gave him all the money, he would not say anything. Even if it was about saving his own life, he cannot use whatever has been said in confession or reveal it to anyone. I assure you then, the more frank, the more sincere, the more honest that you are with the confessor, the more than you will be able to trust in him, the more that he will be able to give you better advice, the more than he will be able to warn you of anything that your soul needs. 
Now I have desired to tell you all these things so that you never ever let the devil deceive you and remain silent of any sin in confession. Or rather keep silent any sin in confession. Because I assure you, my dear friends, my dear young man, whom I love so much that my hand shakes as I write this, this book over here, when I consider the great number of Christians who are lost forever because they didn't declare one sin here or there, because there was one sin or two sins or some sins that they were afraid to say. So if by any chance, any of you, when you look back at your life, if you remember that there was a sin that you didn't confess, if you remember that there was some confession that perhaps wasn't good because you weren't honest, then listen to what I'm about to say. Friend, by the love of Jesus Christ and the precious blood which he shed to save you, I beg you, fix the state of your soul, fix the state of your conscience. As soon as you go to confession, the first chance that you have, go and do it. Be entirely honest to the confessor. Imagine if you were dying right now, what would trouble your soul? And if there's anything that would, immediately say it there. Don't wait until you're dying. Fix it right now. You might say, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to explain it. Well, then just go to the confessor and tell him, there is something that is troubling me from my past. There is a sin here or there that I, I don't know how to start. And I need help. And he doesn't need anymore. The confessor will help you. He will ask you questions. Just answer honestly, frankly. And be assured everything will be arranged. Now, seek frequently for your confessor. Pray for him and follow his advice. When you have found the one confessor, the priest, that is very helpful for your soul, don't change without need. Try to keep steady going to him. Now, I don't mean to say the confessor that is more pleasing to you. I mean to say the confessor that pushes you the most away from sin. Even if perhaps you don't like it so much how he comes across, but the one that helps you the most to get rid of sin, to him you should go. Trust also in the prayers that he says for you, because your confessor every day in the Holy Mass, he prays that all his penance are given the necessary grace to do a good confession. And also, he prays that all those who go to confession to him may persevere in grace. But then, you know, sometimes at one point or another, you might be able or you might need to change confessors. Maybe he will be moved to another mission. Maybe you will be moved to somewhere else. Maybe he will be sick. Maybe other people will be there and you might not be able to confess. That's fine. You can change if you need to. But try not to make it without need. And if, and I know that this is not perhaps the most perfect thing to do, but if someday you are just too embarrassed to say a sin to this particular confessor, we'll find another one and go and say your sins to him. It's better to do this, even though it's not the most perfect thing, but it's better to do it than to fall into sacrilege to keep a sin silent from confession. It's better to just go find someone else 
and say your, your sins to that other confessor. I will tell you another few things. When you go to confession, your sins are destroyed. Your sins are no longer there. And that's why I say that the confessor will not think less of you, because as soon as you leave the confessional and you have received a solution from your sins, those sins do not exist anymore. And so he will not think less of you. First, because those sins are not in his memory, he will not use them anymore. He will not remember them anymore, but also because his faith tells him that those sins are not longer existent. The scars from there, from them are there in your soul, but the sins themselves have been blotted out of the book of God and therefore have been also blotted out of reality for the confessor. I will tell you one last thing, and this is not from St. John Bosco. This is from uh, yours truly. Let's say that you're still going to confession. You have no chance to go to anyone else. But there is a sin that you just can't bring yourself to say. This also is not perhaps the most perfect thing to do. But it's better than committing sacrilege. Just say it. Say to the confessor, there is a sin that I am not saying. There is something that I just can't bring myself to say. I'd rather leave confession until I'm better disposed or I need some help. The confessor might just say, well, you can come to confession when you're better disposed. That's fine. We'll just save absolution until then. No problem. As I say, it's not the most perfect thing to do. You should try to get rid of your sin, but that is better than committing a sacrilege. But most of the times the confessor will be able to say, well, what's the problem? He will be able to ask you some questions. He will be able to help you. And you will be able to confess that sin without any further difficulty. So it's much better to just be honest and say to the confessor, there is a sin that I am not saying, than to be silent about it, go to a confession that is sacrilegious, and get into even bigger trouble, because that is much harder to fix. So these are the words of St. John Bosco, with a few additions from yours truly again. And I'd like you to take this advice as best as you can and pass it on, because this is really something that would help us in our spiritual life. In the next episode, we will continue to see what happened with Michael Magone once he found this new spiritual life. This is your host, Father Carlos Cepeda, and you're listening to the young stories of the young men in the Catholic Wire.